0: Thank you for joining this episode of The Thread. Today we'll be discussing customer effort, what is it, how to measure it in the contact center environment, how it impacts businesses, and some tips on how to reduce customer effort scores. Today we're joined by Christian Kit Chapman, Director of Operations at CGS in Atlanta, Georgia. Kit is an experienced call center professional with a demonstrated record of exceeding operational objectives, turning around underperforming units, and driving increased revenues. Welcome to our podcast, Kit. Thank you, Patrick. Nice to meet you. Thank you for being here. Uh, Let's start with our questions. Can you tell us about customer effort score? What does it mean?
1: So customer effort is, you know, the amount of effort a customer actually goes into resolving an issue. You know, a lot of times we see we see things, you know, out in the industry about, you know, the wow factor in in customer service and and the customer experience. This is the linchpin to the customer experience process. You know, how much effort does your customer take in order to resolve
0: a problem that they they perceive? Uh, how would you go about tracking customer effort when you're talking about contact centers?
1: So for contact centers, a lot of times what people are doing is now implementing part of their CSAT surveys, a either a sliding scale, a yes, no, but some question in there was asking how easy was it to resolve your issue today? You know, by asking that question and getting feedback around that, it helps the company that you're working with develop a brand loyalty. A lot of people thought that the wow factor was in customer experience and, and, and you know, how, you know, the differentiator being customer service. Uh-huh. Well, not necessarily. You know, if you have a great product, but it's difficult to use and the customer service is good, but somebody has a similar product, not as good customer service, but man, it is so easy to use that product more people will gravitate towards those that are easy to use than those that are difficult to use. Hmm. So that's where that customer effort comes into play.
0: Okay. Uh, so what are some negative consequences of high customer effort for a business and some opportunities when you can lower it?
1: Well, negative is you lose customers. I mean, if it's difficult to use your product, if it's difficult to find things on your website, If you're implementing an update and it causes pain for the customer and they're calling in, they can't figure it out. In today's world, we have so many products that are out there that are similar that people are very quick to just say, you know what? It's a lot easier if I just go over to to XYZ brand than from ABC brand. So you're going to lose that brand loyalty. So some of the things that you've got to take into consideration when doing those things and these companies need to look at, and you know, much like CGS helps our customers, we look at how do we make it easier for that customer to interact with
0: us. Mm-hmm. In one of our recent surveys, 44% of US consumers wished that brands would be more transparent about how to get help from a human. Uh, automation and AI have a critical role to play these days in helping companies to scale their support and to address simple issues like you were talking about quickly um but they can also introduce friction or be a roadblock to someone who has a more complex issue Um, is there an ideal state where ai automation and humans all work together for a low customer effort
1: um actually i believe there is and i think we're moving towards that trend um ai is a great tool to use out there not only from a voice perspective in your ivr but also from a chat bot um, even an email response you know, you can use that, that artificial intelligence to be able to create a FAQ and easy to answer questions, easy to answer steps, you know, for troubleshooting. Hmm. But when something isn't understood by a customer and they start to get frustrated, it's, it's how do we pass that data from one to another? Uh-huh. You know, how do we allow them to opt out and actually speak to somebody? I think the challenge that we're, we're, we're getting to right now is how does somebody go from a chat to a voice
0: uh-huh.
1: and back again? Uh-huh. You know? So there's there's a, a little bit of play that, that has to happen in there, and I think we're getting closer and closer as an industry to that point.
0: Okay. This is kind of related to that. So in the same survey, consumers said they don't want to have to repeat themselves or to speak to multiple agents or to repeat all this information that they've already given two, three times. Are there ways that the technology or the process can help companies uh, with that first call resolution or reducing the call transfers, that kind of stuff?
1: Uh, I believe there are. Um, one, you know, when a customer calls in, the simplicity of your IVR is critical. Mm-hmm. Being able to help guide the customer through to get them to the right place the right time with the right question being asked. And I say that because coming from different industries that I've been in, all too often, the IBR was built out by people in the telecom group that, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you say this, then that means this. Mm-hmm. But for the layman, they have no idea what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I've I've been caught in it myself where, you know, you press three for this, press four for that. And, you know, 16 presses in, you're like, just, I just want to speak to somebody. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: getting that getting it simplistic and making sure that it's understood more by the layman and testing that before implementation is critical in that customer effort Mm -hmm. Um, along with that there are you know things that we have available to us like the antipop and the the information that passes over and the ivr able to recognize you Um, there are pieces of when it goes from a chat ai a chat bot taking the information that you had and passing that information over to a chat agent. Mm -hmm. That way the customer doesn't have to repeat themselves. That chat agent can simply say, just a moment please while I review the conversation. Okay, great, so you're looking for this. Mm -hmm. And and move forward with it. That takes out some of that frustration of, my phone number is, my (laughs) ID number is, Mm -hmm. so it, it reduces that frustration from a customer perspective. Okay. I mean, it, it's out there now. Um, a lot of companies are struggling to get it to work together at the moment, I think.
0: So, these might be different tools that need to learn how to talk together all at yes. once. Okay. Okay. So, Kit, that's very interesting. Um, how does the contact center having the data that it collects um, help the make the product easier to use for those consumers?
1: So, I mean, when you're talking about Moving information back and forth between the client and and the call center. Call center takes in a a lot of data. We measure data all the time. Some of those things that we take in are the actual, you know, what kind of calls we're getting, what's been misrouted, what's being what we're having to transfer out. And we look back to our, our client and say, here's what we're experiencing at the call center. Here's where you can reduce that that pain point for your customer. Mm-hmm. So just through simple simplification of, you know, the IVR or verbiage in the IVR, mm-hmm. you know, where press one is versus press two. You know, if you're asking about a business unit versus a consumer unit, and you put consumer, you put business first, everybody pushes one. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't mean that there's more people on the business side than there are the consumer side, but. The thought process is there, mm-hmm. so just making sure that you have those pieces in 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 the right pl- place, at the right time, and then have that opt out for the customer.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exciting because you can use the you can use the customer effort to actually improve the product in a way or the contact center. Absolutely. So you're feeding that information back into your brand or your okay. Yeah, it's exciting. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. What are some other innovative ways that you can tackle high customer effort situations?
1: Well, you know, a lot of the high customer situations that are out there um, is really being simplistic in some things. Um, When you're talking about registering a device on your website, you know, before you can use it, Mm -hmm. making sure that register device button is clear and visible up at the top. You know, the instruction says, go to this website, register, and there's the big button, register here. Uh Instead of it being hidden somewhere and the customer is looking around and gets confused. So making sure that it's very simplistic, listening to what the customer says in their CSAT surveys about what's going on and trying to simplify that. And, you know, when you get into some of the more technical pieces, I mean, we have augmented reality that's coming out where it actually takes your laptop and blows it apart and says have you checked this part here have you checked and then they can go in there and check that so they can actually see and walk through step by step through this it may not work for everybody but having that ability for some customers makes it easier for them to do their own troubleshooting steps Mm -hmm. which is something that customers are looking for because in all reality we really don't want to have to call customer service
0: yeah You just want the thing to work. We just want it to work, exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Lastly, are there any other trends or points you want to touch on as we talk about um, customer effort and contact centers?
1: Yeah, so for customer effort, you know, we, we look at this customer effort, as I said in the beginning, it's the linchpin to that customer experience. You know, all too often are forgotten the call center metrics that are out there for individuals. You know, we we talk about having the service level, the amount of time it takes to answer X percent of the calls within X number of seconds, our average handle time for the customer, Mm -hmm. you know, how long it's going to take for us to talk to a customer to resolve the issue, and then that customer service experience standpoint that we have the QA. By simplifying things on the front end and making it flow through to that point where it's coming in, that customer service SLA that we have as a key performance indicator for call centers is actually customer experience number. So is your average handle time. And so is that QA and that, that CSAT review. But you put all of them together, you make it simple for the customer, you make it simple for the agent to help you, and then you've got something really glorious. Oh, sounds
0: great. Uh, Kit, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for your time. That's all our questions for right now. Um, This has been very enlightening. And thank you for joining us for this episode of The Thread. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on YouTube or your preferred podcast source. We are exclusively sponsored by CGS, an applications learning and outsourcing company that supports our clients' most fundamental business activities. Visit cgsinc.com for more information. I'm your host, Patrick McComas. Let's stay connected.